This is SAFM Sport with Tabiso Musia. Thank you and a very good evening. Thanks for joining us on the show. It is a flashback Friday in early start to every Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. And we like to catch up with our stars of yesteryear on a Friday, but tonight, yo, we're going to, we have to do things a bit differently. Please bear with us because of the breaking news that came through late this afternoon from both Kaiser Chiefs and the Premier Soccer League. At about 5 p.m. today, Amakosi announced that they have sacked their coach Giovanni Solinas, as well as his assistant and former club captain Patrick Mabedi. And there has been so much reaction as you, as you would expect. So we are going to speak to the man that predicted back in July already that this coach is not Kaiser Chiefs uh, material. Uh, we'll get his thoughts and find out who could be next in line. That is SABC Senior Sports reporter Velile Mnyandu. We also want your reaction. Are you as a Chiefs fan happy with the decision to terminate the contract of the coach Giovanni Solinas as well as the assistant coach Patrick Mabedi? And should Solinas take all the blame for the club's recent poor form which has literally spanned across a four seasons so if you didn't see the statement from kaiser chiefs or if you did not see the tweets this is what they said they said that kaiser chiefs and coach giovanni solinas have mutually agreed on an amicable termination of his contract with immediate effect we wish him well and they also said that assistant coach patrick mabedi's contract has also been terminated and we would like to express our gratitude to him for all other efforts during his time at kaiser chiefs and uh, we wish him well and then and they said that um, announcements will be made in due course regarding of who's going to take over next from the club. And then the PSL also dropped a bombshell today announcing that all their matches will no longer be broadcast on SABC radio stations starting with tomorrow's Telcom knockout final between Orlando Pirates and Barroca in PE. Uh, they've released a series of tweets explaining their decisions and uh, their decision rather and I will read those out uh, from the PSL. They first say that... Um where is that? Okay, we'll get that. They say that the National Soccer League regrets to announce that the Telcom Knockout Cup final between Barocca and Pirates this weekend and all the matches under the auspices of the league will not enjoy radio coverage by the SABC until further notice. The league is aware of the huge public interest in professional football in the country and that most South Africans follow the matches on the radio. Cognizant of the fact of that fact and also of the position that the SABC finds itself, every effort has been made to act responsibly responsibly and with a restraint despite the way in which the SABC has seen fit to deal with the league and sadly these efforts have not been reciprocated on the 6th of August 2018 when the SABC suddenly contended that no agreement was in place with the league representatives of the league met with the SABC and the ministers of communication and sport and recreation while the SABC continued to misrepresent the facts at this meeting an interim arrangement was agreed to afford the parties time to discuss whatever issues there were and the SABC did not comply even with the expressed undertakings given at the meeting on an interim basis they simply continued to broadcast matches without meeting the obligations they had undertaken and yesterday at the offices of the league the SABC first contended that there was no agreement agreement in place with the league they said this despite the fact that the SABC has been covering professional football matches from August 2017 to date and would have no basis for doing so without an agreement with the league when the unt- untenability of this position was pointed out to the SABC, they backtracked and finally undertook to deliver to the league this morning a written agreement on the terms and conditions that the league knows have governed the parties' relationship from 2012. Unfortunately, no such agreement has been provided. The league has consequently been left with no option but to inform the SABC, the relevant ministers, sponsors and all football stakeholders that the SABC cannot continue radio coverage at any match under the auspices of the PSL. So that's what's happened today, folks. Up next, we'll speak to Velila Mnyandu. Feel free to call us 0891 104207 SMS 40938. Please send us voice notes on WhatsApp 061 and please keep them short and let's get straight to the point. And it's hashtag SAFM Spot on on social media. Okay, Vilile Bjandu, SABC senior sports reporter, joins us on the line. It's been a busy day for him, but we have to talk Kaiser Chiefs. Vilile, good evening and thanks for joining us. Um, good evening, Kaiser, and also to the listeners. In a long day, indeed. Are you surprised by this move by Chiefs? 
No, not entirely surprised. Um, so we've been saying this from the beginning of the season, that the man was not the first choice um, of Kleda Shields. But I think the club had hoped that uh, he would come up with something um, different as the season progresses. But uh, clearly, that was not forthcoming. And I think that results, um, especially in the last a few weeks, um, especially the result for me, I think the result of Golden Arrows, the loss at home, um, could have been the last draw uh, to the Kershaw's um, board and also the, the management. Uh, and I think by the time maybe the club, uh, they travelled to plays in a motto in Zanzibar, um, it could have been a foregone conclusion by then. But then again, to lose to a team like uh, Zanamoto, a team that had not won any game uh, on the African uh, continent, especially in the uh, in the club competitions, and uh, to lose like that, yes, it's penalties, but to lose to a team like that, Tabiso, um, even if you've uh, won the tie, uh, as she's progressed by five goals to two, but to 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 have this team to have beaten Kita Chiefs, it is something big, and I I think let's be. When you look at the club and when you look at um, all the positions, uh, in fact, uh, all, all the challenges that they have been having, um, especially with their defence, uh, so on paper, Kela Chiefs, they don't have good defenders uh, on paper, especially when you look at the, the centre-backs. Uh, so for him and Patrick Mabedi, a former defender, not especially for an Italian coach, not to have a good technic- technical uh, defensive uh, organizational structure. Uh, so I think for me that was seriously another challenge uh, for Kaiser Chiefs uh, under Solinas. So as most Kaiser Chiefs fans have been saying, good riddance. Well, I said it at the top of the show. I don't know how many people owe you an apology. You were attacked on social media, especially after you said that Solinas was not Chiefs material back in July when he was appointed. What made you say that back then? I think, uh, you know, you have to look at his two stints. At um, at first stars, yes, the first stint uh, it was not really uh, that bad. Uh, when you look at it, he also had the two uh, semi-finals uh, that he had. But when you look and scrutinize the second stint, uh, that's when you see that there was a problem. And one of the first things, Tabi, for when you look at Solinas, when Steve Kambela left, Kaiser Chiefs had been promoting some young stars, and they were not just making up the numbers, training with the senior team. They were actually playing. But when Solinas came, those boys trained only for one week. The following week, all of them, they were sent back to the other side of the road, there at the Nashorena village, back to the, de- to the development. And most of these boys, these are boys who were junior internationals. So now, you see, you could tell that ah, this man, mm-mm. And also, you go and look at his credentials, and you will see that, Tabiso, this man hardly stays beyond six months at his club. And true to form, this man has not even finished six months at Kaiser Chiefs. In fact, I think we are only there for four and a half months. Well, you, let's let's talk about some of the things that happened in uh, this season since he took over. You've mentioned the defense already. I was going to get through that, but there were a lot of things that happened in the season. Firstly, what's your take on his comments about Kama Biliat? How was that received? Because he said at the time that uh, Kama Biliat is the Messi of Kaiser Chiefs, and if I remember correctly, he says a Chiefs has got Biliat and ten others. No, this clearly shows you um, that this is a man who is not used to coaching big clubs. Because big clubs, Tabiso, have big stars, you know, uh, big players. And in this case, there's no denying that um, Kamabiliat is a top player, the big star, Kamabiliat. You know, and I mean, even to be the highest paid player right now in the PSL, he fully deserves that. But as a coach at a top club, you're also supposed to be a top coach and manage big stars. Don't let him see that, okay, he's a big star among these other players. He's just another player. You know, so that's how we go. So here, uh, you're dealing with someone, you know, when someone is just happy, so it's like having a kid and then he's in a candy shop and then there's lollipops all over the place and then he doesn't know uh, on, 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 on what to, to, to deal with first. And in this case, this is how Solinas was doing. You could clearly say that the man was overwhelmed by the environment where he was finding himself, um, this Solinas. So for him, uh, when you look even the credentials, the last top club uh, this man coached, um, it was ESO Cliff. And even there, uh, he didn't have a, a long run there. 
You know, yes, maybe in Africa, besides uh, here in Africa, he's coached more uh, in this other part of the world. Um, he's coached more in, in, in Algeria. So the way he handled the billiard situation, that's where also for me was like, ah, you see, this guy, he really doesn't belong at Kaiser Chiefs. And, and, and I'm not sure if that won him favors within his squad as well. But I think for me, um, you could clearly see even the, his combinations, the way uh, he was making changes, seven changes. He comes back to the following game, he makes six changes. The following game, he makes five changes. You are not going to build a winning team out of that. Well, he also bowed down to Kamabilia. Let's not forget that. There was also there were also the comments made by Leonardo, Leonardo Castro. I think it was back in August after Chiefs blew a 2-0 lead against Celtic to draw 2-2. And he came out and he said that uh, he was not happy with some of the changes that were made uh, from the bench by the technical team. And he felt that they should have helped them protect their their lead. Did that also give you an indication that things are not as well as they, as, as they might have seemed? Yeah, look, um, I think from his time at um, at Free Sisters, um, his teams were playing good football. There's no denying that. But results, uh, you could see that, no, they're, they're not coming. And for me, if you go back to that uh, uh, and Celtic game, it was one of, one of the uh, most exciting performances of Kedah Chiefs, if you look um, in that first 60 minutes, the way they were playing, and uh, football that is good to the eye. But defensively, they were shocking um, at Tadiso. And we've seen coaches at Kedah Chiefs. Uh, you can't be leading with less than 20 minutes to go. You're leading 2-0, and you give away two points like that, especially to against a coach uh, who had just been there, and at that time, um and Celtic was unbeaten, you know. So I can understand where uh, uh, where Leonardo Castro was coming from because one of the changes that he made in that game, uh, he took out an offensive player for an offensive player, like for like. And at that time, um, that's when you even bring in a tower. I think tower was on the bench on that day. You bring in a tower and you solidify uh, your midfield and you grind the result. Even if you concede, you just concede one goal, that's three points. And at that time, shoes were yet to have even won a game uh, in the league. And for me, that was, I think that was one of the games uh, where you could see that Solinas was not really uh, the candidate. And you see, you also have to understand for the killer shoes uh, board and the management. Because at the time they brought Solinas, uh, just less than two weeks into the new season, they had tried all their candidates, and all their candidates were, were taken up. And um, some, they were priced out of the market um, for them. So it was understandable why they went for him, even though I don't really understand, uh, because I felt there were other candidates that they could have still gone for. But since maybe um, they were too close into the new season, they wanted somebody who was familiar um, with the setup. Uh, here at home in the in the PSL, and maybe they felt so enough, uh could do something because you know sometimes when these agents uh, sell their coaches to the clubs, uh, they they put out all these things, you know. But mm-hmm. um, I think uh, for me, Solinas was a number from the start. I'm going to go to the line shortly. Silo, please hang in there. And Alfred, that have called us. But I want to know, Vilile, he, did he lose the dressing room? Because so much has happened in the six months. There was also that uh, incident with Gustavo Payas who refused to shake his hand, even though it was a friendly in the Makufe Cup. But it was showing signs that something was not right. Yeah, and there I think you also have to understand that uh, you have the Castro who behaved in this manner. And then you also had... Payas uh, who behave in this manner, and the, both of them are Spanish-speaking. They come from South America. They are up against an Italian coach. You understand? So that also plays uh, its part as well. And that is why um, you you also look even in the latest team uh, that she was registered for the Kev Confed Cup. Uh, you don't have a bias there. But I don't think the decision of Payas is entirely uh, his decision. I think it's a decision of the management of the club that maybe, uh, that's why I understand that even now she's just looking for one particular uh, foreign striker. Um, you know, so that tells you that, you know, they were going to release Payas in, in, in a case. But the issue, the issue of the dressing room, yeah, I'm not 
really show if he was fully in charge of it. And I think there was also even a language issue as well. And we cannot escape the fact that even his assistant, when I tell you so, uh, from what I understood, my expectation, my expectation, uh, my expectation was that he was, uh, Solias and Mabedi were not going to come back next year. So it, at least this thing now, uh, it has happened sooner than uh, I had expected. And maybe the expectation was that even Mabedi was going to go first because there was also a feeling that uh, uh, they need a, a better assistant. Because sometimes you might have a, a weak coach, but you still need a strong assistant. And I think she should take advantage of this current situation and bring in two quality assistant coaches now. If, because she's, they like having somebody from within as one of their assistants. But I still feel they need another uh, scholar of the game from outside. Uh, a top, possibly modern and young assistant coach. Uh, because if you go to Orlando Paris, uh, maybe it's just only now, but they've always had two assistant coaches. Sundowns have got two assistant coaches. You go to other top clubs around the world, and even here on the continent, there's two assistant coaches. So I'm sure... Uh, that is what they're going to do going forward. Okay, so many people want to know from you who's going to take over. They know that you're always first with the news, but we have to go to a break and uh, take a few calls and voice notes. You can call us on 0891 SMS 40938, and we take WhatsApp voice notes. Please keep them short, 061 Hello, Alfred, can you hear me? Hello? Yes, I can hear you now, Alfred. Good evening. Good evening, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Thank you. You know, this issue we have received with both hands and both legs, they have taken so long to have this decision. Where have, have they been to decide of this issue? We so, have been so angry for so long. Every time kids lose, we, we become angry. We don't eat. So you are delighted with the, with the sacking of the coach? Yes, we thank the management for taking up this decision because it has been so long while Chiefs have been losing. Why was he not the right man for you? I mean, the the thing was, it was it, it it started losing long time. It, it's it's like they were not watching the game. Why my 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 discussion is like, why have they taken so long to to, to fire these guys? Okay, great stuff. Thanks, uh, Alfred. We've got that. Let's go to Silo in Mukupane. Silo, good evening. Look, um, I I, I, uh, I welcome this move, um, and I think it was a very quick move for the management to take um, this man out, even though when he was robbed in, I think I talked to you that, let's give him a chance. Yes. But um, I think he blew out that chance. Um, I think your guess there is correct. We've been talking about uh, uh, our backline is really in a shady, shady, shady state. So, so we cannot, we can't win games. Look what happened. Exactly the point that the journalist there is saying. How can we lose a game from 2-0 to 2-2 in less than 20 minutes. That, that, that's not all. And lastly, I hope they can bring in Dr. Kumala as a, a technical uh, uh, person there. Um, and then the bring in Dr. Kumala and someone else there. And then I think we'll do much better because Dr. know those guys and then I think they do also respect him. So okay. I, I just hope something better will come up from this thing. You are the Except second person right. today to say that they must bring back Dr. Kumalo. The other one was Sir Ernest Pillay. Uh, we'll get the thoughts of Velila on that. Let's also go to Roxino. Roxino, good evening. Hi, Roxino. I'm good. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yeah, no, the less said about Solinas, the better. I think Solinas and Mabedi were just small fish in the pond. The problem with Kaiser Chiefs is the structure. I think they need to change the structure on how they build their technical team. I mean, a big team like Chiefs doesn't have a technical director at this day and age. It's surprising for me. But anyway, I just wanted to quick talk about this point of uh, PSL. Mm. Recently, we were told that PSL should be proud about it. It is the only black-owned business that is doing well and all that. But today, here we get the bomb. that The same PSL doesn't care about the poor, the poorest in the villages. Who doesn't have TV and all that. So, and then they haven't told us before that there were negotiations going on. We just get this in the 11th hour. So tomorrow we won't be able to hear the games on radio. This is pathetic. Thank you, member. 
Okay, thanks, Roxina. Very disappointing indeed. And we are uh, trying to get uh, somebody to speak to us about uh, this matter. The SABC, though, has told us that they will release a statement. So we're waiting for the statement. Hopefully it will uh, drop uh, before the end of the show because so uh, many allegations have been made here in this statement that I read for you that was released by the Premier uh, Soccer League. Valile, before I go to the voice notes, uh, just uh, two points being raised here. Firstly, um, Dr. Kumalo. A lot of people are saying Dr. Kumalo must come back to Kaiser Chiefs. Is there any chance of that happening? I know that he's the darling of the Amakosi faithful. Yeah, well, <laughs> very interesting because uh, myself and Dr. We we work together um, most of the time, especially in recent weeks. Uh, he's on that Duma and I'm on 411. Mm. And uh, I'm sure even tomorrow um, he could be there doing the final. Uh, and it, interestingly, on the day of the recent Soweto uh, Derby, um, we were chatting and we were talking about the, the issue of the Kedashim way to say, I see the Kedashim way more with the, the reserve team when they play in the MDC than I see it in the, in the senior team. You know, because if you can watch the team of uh, Atanswane, Kosing uh, Pile, Mshininobo, you look at Mashiane, you look at a number of boys who are playing in that team. You know, so Dr. I'll take it up with that. And he, he actually showed me that Taliso. The Kedashim way is a document that exists on uh, over 67 pages, I believe. Mm. You know, um, so Dr. Kumalo and Kedashim, you don't talk about that combination uh, in past tense. No, 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 no. Uh, Dr. Kumalo is, will always be part of Kedashim. So I cannot separate him uh, from, from, from Chiefs uh, because there's, there was even talk earlier that uh, if coach Stuart Baxter at the beginning of the season were to return to Kedashim that he was going to come back with him. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that will be the issue uh, now, um, especially after these changes. Uh, because there's also a school of thought that why don't you reward uh, Atazwale? He's been doing well with the, the reserve team. He's been producing good players. Um, we're not just making it Kedashim, but also even in the national teams. So maybe he could be that good link between um, the development and also the senior team and maybe put him next to another um, good assistant coach and you've got two assistant coaches, uh, you know, and then obviously working under uh, what, whoever coach, whichever coach that coach is, uh, will be bringing in. So, doctor, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, you cannot separate Kedashim from Dr. Kumar. Let's talk about the management structure now raised by Roxino also, who says there's a problem with the structure, management structure Chiefs. Baniza Lutuli on Twitter also says, guys, we must also look to the side of management. Bobby has been poor in his management practice. From the days we parted ways with Stewart, some of our good players were not treated well. Kuna almost uh, left. Next is buying and releasing and coaches have since then. How much responsibility must Kaiser Chiefs management take here? Because you mentioned earlier that this coach was not first choice and he was he didn't even have a preseason uh, with the team i think there's no denying that uh, for a club of fellowship uh, station and uh, um, the position that they hold here in south africa um the issue of kenoshi especially on technical matters and they've been found wanting um if you look at uh, their technical structure uh, it's not a technical structure that talks to a team that has got the biggest following because arguably Kedashiv is the biggest club in the country Tabiso, uh, in terms of support. Somebody was saying to me, uh, if it was Kedashiv playing in the Telecom knockout final, this final would have been long sold out last week. <laughs> but till today, we have not seen the sold out signs uh, in PE. You know? um, so it, it tells you um, that the strong uh, base that Kedashiv has got in terms of uh, their commercial wing, you don't see it uh, in the technical structure, you know. Uh, you know, Tadiso, big clubs, big clubs, uh, even here on the continent, because I don't like making reference to Europe, but we're mm-hmm. in Africa. Big clubs always talk of a technical director or a sporting director. Mm. And when the things don't go well, they will not just fire a coach, they will fire the technical director as well, you know. And this is a space, for instance, for a very long time, Kaiser Chiefs has not had a, a proper scouting network and a scouting system. And I know that this is something they've been trying to establish, uh, but watch the space, because I think now they are going to surprise a lot of people, um, because this is something that they are addressing. So maybe I would say, I would urge for patience 
from the Tinochet faithful to say there's something that they are cooking, and I think what they are cooking is going to come out very well, uh, depending on what they are going to do in the next few weeks and few months. But I think the challenges, especially uh, the technical challenges that they've been having in, 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 in addressing them, uh, they are going to sort them out because I've also, uh, when when I've been asked several times about Keda Chiefs uh, in the past, uh, about how they, they, they have this structure on, or on how they are lacking uh, on technical matters. And they've really been following. If you are looking at the technical structure that Sandown has got before and you compare to Keda Chiefs, a shocking chief. Yeah. But I think they, they are sorting it out and you're going to be surprised. Okay, let's go to Eddie. Eddie, in the Free State, thanks for calling us. My brother, how are you? Fine, thanks. And you, Eddie? No, I'm fine. Yo, I wonder what is it that Bobby is cooking. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out from Billy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to tell us, hey, what is it that he's cooking? Yo, you know, my brother, we have now we are now a laughing stock. You know, my wife is a buccaneer. You, you now you'll understand. How is it? Uh, hey. <laughs> Now we have turned a laughing stock, but let's let's wait and see what what is going on. But this is a good decision. How I pray that Safa uh, fire uh, Stuart Baxter so that he can come to Chiefs. And oh. the other thing is that Dukish uh, must come. Dukish must come. And is available, Doctor Kumalo. Okay, oh, Eddie. definitely they left to they left to call him. Thanks, thanks, thanks. What thanks. a talent! What a talent! Yeah. Okay, great. Thanks for that, Eddie. Let's go to the voice notes quickly before we get the final thoughts from Avelilo on what is it that Chiefs are cooking in the kitchen. Good afternoon to you and the listeners. What a joke. Never <laughs> believed that Kaiser Chiefs would succumb to the spectators. Steve Compella got three full seasons to win a Maze Cup. This new coach just got a couple of months and he gets sacked. Amazing. How do you turn around games within a few months? The strikers right near the goalpost cannot score goals. The defenders cannot defend. Is that the coach's fault? Kaiser Chief should have given this guy at least two seasons to prove himself. Thank you. Bye. Okay, and that's also a man that didn't have a preseason. So uh, you can understand where that comment comes from. Uh, do we have another voice note here? A second voice note. Let's hear what uh, they're saying. I feel sorry for Patrick Mabit. Roland Mukwela has set the standard of the assistant coaches so high, so they must uh, they must look for a for a better 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 option for an assistant now for Petra Skadaron, as they say. Okay, so I think Velile, that's where we're taking it from now. What is next? What are they cooking in the kitchen? I know they cook up a stove. <laughs> Patrice Cateron has been mentioned. There are people that said Rude Kroll was coming to the country. Stuart Baxter's name is also being bended about. Yeah, you know, the the tender uh, that is out there for uh, Rude Kroll to bring Rude Kroll back in South Africa, <laughs> uh, seriously, is boring now. You know, every time there's a coach or there's something, uh, there's always... Because, you see, uh, we should also be mindful of those things because we also have got agents Tabiso, who push uh, their players and coaches sometimes um, because I once asked this uh, to someone there at Kaiser Chiefs Root Kroll has never been a consideration at Kaiser Chiefs and he will never be a consideration so maybe uh, I'm not sure I'm not sure I'm not sure but uh, what I understand is that uh, there are two possibilities yes the issue of Cateron is something that is on the table, but there's also a school of thought that maybe let's get someone who's around and closer. I don't know who, who, who could that be, uh, because currently you've got uh, coaches like Machine, uh, Tinkler, who are not um, employed anywhere, um, who could be recycled, because my understanding is that they could be recy- recycling someone now until the end of the season, when they will go for their main target. But since uh, also Cateron parted ways recently uh, with um, with Al Ali, uh, I'm sure they are also looking at fast tracking uh, that deal. But also remember that Kedashiv Tabiso has never been to the group stages uh, of a KEF a club inter club competition, and they now find themselves 
they've got a what I call a favorable draw. And they are going to play against Alkeko, a team coming from Madagascar. And um, if they go through there, uh, they will play a playoff next month against a team that will be falling from um, the Kev Champions League. Because now, yes, as, as, as we can see, they're currently seventh uh, on the standings. Um, and I think they are, what, they are six points. Uh, six points mm-hmm. behind uh, Orlando Paris uh, was sitting at the top. So it's, it's still early uh, uh, in terms of saying they are out of the running for the league title. They're still the next thing to come. And also they could make the group stages, which commercially for me uh, will be something for Kaiser Chiefs. Because all Kaiser Chiefs needs Tabiso, uh, to expose some of the players that they have. Uh, it's just to have those global, glo- uh, global eyeballs uh, to watch them uh, when they play uh, in the KF, in, in the club competitions, uh, in the group stages. So they need a coach uh, who has that touch uh, on, on the continent. They just they don't just need anyone. So somebody had told me, somebody had told me that Eric Tinkler was one of the people who had been considered a coach even at the beginning of the season. I don't know what went wrong. Okay. Valile, I think we'll leave it but right. I'm not, yeah? I'm not saying it could be him, but from where I'm I'm, I'm, I'm watching now. They're in the Kef in the club competition. That is the the Kef concert, and they've got they've got this position they've got now in the league. But also there's the issue of Cateron as well. Uh, so, but don't 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 move away from the school of thought that they can be getting someone just to plug the gap for now and then go for their target uh, at the end of the season. Because also I think they they are looking at making some interesting findings as well, uh, even for next month. So we'll be on the bench next week against Super Sport United. I'm told we could be finding out uh, before the end of this weekend. Okay, great stuff. Velile Mbuli, I know there's so much. Velile Mnyandu, there's so much to talk about. Uh, we couldn't even get to the Sasko report, but we'll get to that when we have uh, enough time. But thank you very much for joining us and just giving us your thoughts and your views on uh, Kaiser Chiefs. You've been very consistent this season on what's happening at the club. And I think, uh, as I said, a lot of people uh, need to apologize to you. Let's go also to some of the voice notes before we take a break. And up next, we're going to speak to Mark Stradom from the Tiso Blackstar group about what is happening with the PSL and the SABC. The SABC told us that they're going to release a statement shortly before they are able to talk. So we're still waiting for their response after the PSL released their statement to say that the games, their games will not be on radio. I have so Velile and the listeners. This is Jabuchilwani in Kondo. I've been a long-suffering supporter of Kaiser Chiefs for the past three and a half years and I lost a lot of interest of watching any kind of soccer since then. Even the SABC, PSL said that they are not going to broadcast anything. I don't mind about it because I literally lost interest and I'm saying good riddance to the coach of Kaiser Chiefs and I wish they bring us something better. We have been suffering enough. Please, Kaiser Chiefs management, listen to us and bring back the glory days. Thank you. Yo, uh, this is the happiest day of my life after getting married. That Usolinas is gone at Kaiser Chiefs. Yo, 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 I'm, ve- I'm very happy. I'm very happy. I don't care even if Pirates wins the cup tomorrow. To me, it matters not. As long as Solinas and Mabeti are gone. Yes, finally. Now we can say Popey for president. He has taken all the attention away from Abu Maike and, and he delivered us. So, hail the chief. Popey is back. Kaiser Chiefs is back. This is Juicy from PE. Yo, remember, so delighted. I'm elated, ecstatic. Finally, uh, some sense has prevailed from, from the Kaiser Chiefs management. I think we've toiled a lot past four years. We've had enough and I hope they bring in somebody who's going to restore the confidence of the players. Somebody's going to restore the the, the Kaiser Chiefs brand. 
Um, all the best to the incoming coach and his technical staff, and uh, we hope that the players respond positively. When my home wasn't safe, I found a family here. I found the courage to go from the street to the stage, a chance to shine. Once, I didn't even have food to eat, but here, I am truly nourished and nurtured. For us, Girls in Boys Town is not just another shelter. Here, we are given hope when we need it most. We are given the power to make our dreams possible. Help us to leave a legacy we can all be proud of by supporting us at girlsinboystown.org.za. This is an SABC Foundation-supported initiative. Zanzi's Sporting Milestones, Moments and Stories. Flashback Fridays with Tabiso Musia. Okay, while we'll wait for that statement from the SABC, let's speak to Max Stradom, Tiso, Black Star Football reporter. They've been on top of what's going on between the SABC, SAFA and uh, uh, the PSL also. Mark, good evening and thank you very much for uh, joining us. Mm. Hi, Tavisa. Hi, listeners. Uh, thanks for having me. Sure. What a, what a evening. Sure. <laughs> what do you make of this hard-hitting statement from the PSL? Yeah, Tavisa, um, look, I mean, we know this thing has been going on for a while. Um, and basically, in August, there was a, a blackout of radio match of radio coverage by the SABC of um, PSL games. This one arrives at, at you know, quite an unfortunate um, juncture for everyone concerned because obviously there's the Telcom knockout final tomorrow and, and that game is not going to be on radio, which I think is a huge blow for the SABC. It's a huge blow for the South African public, uh, a huge blow to a, a, a huge amount of South African football fans who listen to the game on radio um, and, and possibly don't have access to TV. And, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, the, the PFL sending out a very strongly worded um a uh, press uh, statement uh, this evening at around 5 p.m. just saying uh, that there's been a breakdown. I, uh, from what I've I've spoken to a few people at the PSL, and apparently there was a very long, a few hours meeting yesterday that was held uh, where a resolution could not be come to. This has got to do basically with uh, an agreement for broadcasting of matches by the SABC on radio that goes back to 2012. And the PSL statement um, by Marta Madlala, the acting CEO, basically just said that um, the SABC were not able to provide a document, I think, as far as I can make out, dating back to 2012. Um, that was crucial to the, the negotiations in terms of um, SABC as a, as a right holder to broadcast radio ma- matches on radio. And this, was, this goes back to, you know, our, back in August, um, Sports Minister Kasa and mm. Communications Minister Nombula had to step in to, to resolve the situation, get matches back on radio. But the negotiations have continued since then, and today they broke down again, and that's obviously very unfortunate. Yeah. So, so from your understanding, was there or was there no contract in place all this time? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, uh, look, I mean... Um, the the, uh, the um, uh, PSL the PSL are adamant that there was a contract and and they 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 wanted the SABC to pr- produce the document um, that that relates to that contract. Um, the two are at loggerheads about this about whether there was a contract and uh, yeah, from my understanding, it's kind of a dis- dispute between the two and it's hard to know exactly which one is correct on that. Okay, and and just in the bigger picture, I mean, what does this say, Mark, about uh, the SABC? I mean, no Bafana Bafana matches now, no PSL matches on radio? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, look, Tavisa, I mean, the SABC are, I think we all know, I mean, everyone knows they are cash-strapped and they have massive financial problems. They've got uh, problems within their management. Um, There's obviously the talk of of layoffs and that are going to have to be made and cuts in staff. I think it's a, you know it's been well documented that the SABC are obviously in a very a big state of turmoil at the moment, and in terms of what that means to football is that you know in terms of the Bafana matches we we, we know they've they've offered ten million rand to renew their contracts um, to to for for their annual contract to air um, televised Bafana matches and last year they 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 paid one hundred and ten million rand. So that's obviously not going to be acceptable to the association. Um, and yet at the same time, the same cash-strapped SABC are, have, have 
are televising English football matches. And I'm not sure what they paid for that contract. So, so you just wonder, there's, there's obviously a, a, some problems, not just with money, but with direction of management and decision-making that, that, are, that are involved here. Um, in terms of this latest PSL, um, you know, the fact that this couldn't be resolved, certainly the PSL seemed very angry about it. Um, and and I'm, I think we all know that the PSL know how important it is for their matches to be on radio. Mm. Um, and and I, I, don't, I think it would have to come down to a pretty big disagreement for the PSL, especially on the, on the eve of a cup final between Pirates and Barocca, to to actually put a, blo- a blackout on, on the SABC um, broadcasting matches on radio. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think we know the SABC are, are in trouble, and and this is it's problematic for football because, uh, yeah, football needs to be on the public broadcaster. Very oh, important. Sure. Couldn't agree with you more there, Mark Strader. Okay, let's leave it there, Mark. Thanks. We are still waiting for the statement from the SABC. We were told it's going to drop any minute from now. It'll be interesting to hear the response from the SABC. They can't speak to us until that statement is out. But thank you very much to Mark Strader. Zanzi's sporting milestones, moments and stories. Flashback Fridays with Tabiso Musia. Well, the whole plan on the show before this breaking news came at 5 p.m. was to catch up with Nassif Morris, our former Bafana Bafana defender, of course, one of our, our players who had a long career in Europe. We wanted to catch up with him, find out how he's doing and how does he look back at his career. But uh, we had to cover this breaking news from Kaiser Chiefs as well as the SABC. But Nassif has agreed uh, to still give us a few minutes of his time and he joins us now on the line. Nassif, good evening and thank you very much for speaking to us on SAFM. Good evening. Thank you for, for the call. Firstly, have you officially now hung up your boots, Nasif, and what are you up to? Uh, yeah, officially finished. Um, I'm currently coaching uh, ABC Mokepe team, uh, Ikapa Sporting in Cape Town. Ah, great stuff. Was that always the plan for you to get into coaching after you finished your playing? Um, yeah, you know, because obviously football is my life. It's it's all I love to do. So um, I, while I was playing, I was I started with my uh, with my entry level coaching courses. Um, and uh, when I retired, I did uh, my C license, CAF C license. So now I'm just waiting for the for the next level to come so I can finish that as well. Mm. And how do you look back at your uh, playing career, Nasif? I mean, you played uh, overseas for a very long time. How do you look back? Uh, obviously, you know, I've, I've, I enjoyed every minute of it, uh, and uh, you know, I'm actually much playing, uh, especially abroad. You know, if I look at uh, some of the of the of the, of the younger generations like now today, like the, well, how I see them, that they, they're not even uh, so much interested in like trying to challenge themselves and uh, to go to Europe and try to see what they can achieve a bit more than what they what they are doing here. And that's when I look back and I just wish that I, you know, I was there again to go back there. And why is that? Why is it that our guys, I was going to ask you that, they seem to be coming back very early from Europe. But you guys, guys like you, Benny McCarthy, you stayed for a long time. What's the difference? Has there been a shift in mentality? What would you put that down to? No, I, th- I think yeah, it's got a lot to do with mentality. Yeah? Because look, uh, f- when we were that side, I mean, we had, a, uh, if I speak to my, about myself, I had a goal that... Um, that I wanted to play in Europe and I wanted to try and, and push myself to, 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 to the furthest that I can. And fortunately enough, uh, I, I managed to play Champions League and Europa. Yeah. And, um, you know, also a part of that, like also being a part of, uh, a part of the uh, senior national team. I mean, I played in every level in the national team in South Africa. So reaching the Wafana team as well, that was, uh, you know, one of my, of my dreams. And, uh, I made sure that I sacrifice whatever it is, uh, family, all those things, like to make sure that I achieve my dreams. And uh, but then if I look at it like now with the generation now, maybe there's too much money in South Africa uh, that they think that if they go there they get the same amount of money, so they might as well stay at home. But then again, why not challenge yourself? Like you know, uh, even if you go there to a smaller team and sacrifice and work work hard, I'm sure that one of the bigger teams will see you and and that's how your, your career will go. Because that's what happened with me in my first year in, in, uh, in Greece. I played for a smaller team called Aris yes. for two seasons and um, moved to after that uh, I mean, now into Panathinaikos. Michaels and uh, you know, the, that is the, 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 the sacrifice and the dedication and hard work that you go through uh, to achieve those things. 
It is a massive club with a huge culture, Panathinaikos, in Greece, and you played over 100 matches for them. How do you describe your experience there? Sorry, how do you? I'm saying, how, how, how would you describe your experience at Panathinaikos with considering how big it is in, in Greece? Ah, it's, it was amazing. I mean, uh, for me, one of the biggest teams because with, uh, uh, on the other side with Olympiakos, yeah. one of the biggest teams in Greece. And, uh, you know, I had the opportunity to be there, not only to be there, but also to play. You know, it's different when you're there and you're sitting on the bench and those kind of things. But I made the priority to make sure that, that, that I get into the starting eleven and play as many matches as I can. So that, I think, would be the, be the highlight of my, of my career because with the opportunity that I had to play with them, I also got the opportunity to play Champions League and Europa Cup. So, you know, one of the, in Europe, that's one of the highest uh, levels in, in football that you can get there. And you also did the double um, at Panathinaikos also and played in the UEFA Cup. And then you moved to Spain. How was that experience in La Liga? That was that was very interesting, also, you know, uh, because they, every single match that you play, it's it's competitive. It's like a cup final. Um, in Greece, it was a bit, a little bit maybe more easier because uh, all the teams weren't on the same level as uh, the bigger teams, the top four, five teams in, in Greece. And but when you got to Spain, like every 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 game was was competitive. Uh, there's no game that's too easy or that you know that you're going to win before you even go onto the field. And uh, that that is what I think what 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 uh, what I liked also like you know to have that competitiveness and and fighting every game uh, you know because I one of the teams that I played for got relegated the first season that I played mm-hmm. but it was it was so interesting and so exciting also because I remember the third last game just before we finished the season we would have gotten relegated if we drew that game and I scored in the 92nd minute mm. to win to, for us to win the game 2-1 which gave us another a little bit of a lifeline a breather like going into the next two games before the end of the season and you know those kind of things as memories that you will never forget Mm. And those who just joined us, by the way, we're catching up with Nasif Morris, former Bafana Bafana, a defender, a man who also played in Greece and Spain and in Cyprus, and he is now uh, coaching. And in the Champions League, Nasif, what uh, what is your highlight? Is there any game that stands out? Uh, if I remember correctly, I think you made your debut against Rangers. Um, yeah, with Rangers, yeah. Um, uh, I think the, the, the highlight of that was uh, in playing against Barcelona. Yeah. And uh, we're drawing at home 0-0 with them. And I think in that that season they won the Champions League. That also we were the only team in the whole run in the Champions League uh, uh, group and the knockout stages where they where they managed not to score uh, in a single game. And that was that game that uh, that we played at home in Athens. And you know that's why also it's, very, it's things that you will never forget. And how do you look back at your international career with Bafana Bafana? Are you happy with what you achieved there? Do you think you could have done more? No, obviously I think I could have done more, but uh, also I think I was done hard by with with the way I was dropped from the team. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, those are things that happen, and uh, you can't carry that all forever, you know. But I mean, at least I had the opportunity to represent my country, and I just wish that I could have represented my country in in, in the highest level, which was the World Cup 2010. That was just before I got dropped from the from the national team. But uh, I mean, my experience and my uh, my time there was good, and you know, also I'm very honoured that I could have represented the country. And Nasif, what do you make of the state now of your former club, San- Santos? We spoke to um, uh, Mr. Uh, Gulam Ali a couple of weeks ago, and he was telling us how hard it is to come back from the lower leagues. I mean, I'm sure you must be saddened by how things have turned out. Yeah, I know. It's, it's sad, you know, because uh, Santos was one of the of the of the of the longest serving teams in the PSL that I can also that I played at, you know. And also for me, seeing the team drop to that level was uh, was really sad because I remember coming back from SuperSport, going to Santos, and we yeah. got relegated. And I could have gone back to SuperSport, but I arranged with them that I wanted to stay so I could help the team get back to the PSL. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, things didn't go uh, the way I expected to. And um, But, uh, I mean, it's sad for such a big team to, to, to struggle and to be where it is at the moment now. 
And you joined that club, I think, as a 15-year-old, um, if I remember, you're a youngster at that time. Somebody wants to know on Twitter, Nasif, how far do you want to take this coaching uh, thing? We're seeing the likes of uh, Benny McCarthy being successful here in the PSL. How far does Nasif want to go? I obviously want to go all the way, but uh, I what I did was I I, 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 set the, I set a goal for myself that I'm in starting point, so... I wanted to take the cup as uh, under-19 Bayou team uh, uh, last season. Uh, unfortunately, the Bayou got cancelled, and then uh, fortunately again, I got an opportunity to to become the head coach of the cup last season, halfway through the season. And um, things went a little went went okay. And uh, then we had discussions about uh, continuing the new season and um, maybe taking it a step further, trying to compete to see if we can uh, if we can compete for the for the league and maybe go to the playoffs and see if we can get promotion. So I think I'm taking it step by step. I don't want to jump uh, straight away to the top because as a, I mean, as a, as a, as a coach start, as just, that just started like now, there's a lot to learn from me still. You know, even though I have a lot of experience of playing, on the coaching side, it's, it's a little bit different than playing. So I'm just trying to take it step by step and hopefully uh, I can... Uh, uh, step the ladder um, and uh, reach like where my former teammate Benny is at the moment. Morolong says a solid defender right there, Nassif. He did well at Recreativo de Huelva in Spain. And then Bruce Janchis wants to know, Nassif, finally, what advice would you give our youngsters who are overseas so that they don't come back home? Uh, I would like to, t- uh, my message to them would be like that. Uh, no matter what happens, like, you know, it's, everything is not always uh, around you, you know. And um, sometimes you just have to put that extra effort and uh, extra work, maybe if it's not uh, off the field as well, you know. Uh, uh, maybe extra training uh, to improve yourself in, in the things that you lack, uh, to improve yourself as a player, and uh, to fight for, for, for what you want to achieve, like, uh, in your career. I mean, all, I'm sure everybody... All the guys in Europe, they want to obviously play in higher, bigger teams and also play in Europa Cup and Champions League. And uh, those are dreams and dreams do come true because, I mean, that was my dream when I was a kid and, you know, I made it possible. But it just depends on them as individuals, how they're going to handle it and what they want to do about it. And Jack and Albertin says, Nasif Morris, great job, Tabby. So that guy used to be one player I enjoyed watching. And that's why we brought him on here. Nasif, thank you very much for uh, joining us on SAFM. We appreciate it. Uh, we wish the conversation was longer, but we had to deal with breaking news. But we really wanted to to check up on you and just give you the respect that you deserve, sir. No, no problem. Thank you very much. And, and you're welcome. Thank you, Nasif Morris. Yeah. A lot of youngsters can learn a lot uh, from this man. And we wish him all the best in his coaching career. That's it. Yo, it's been a hectic afternoon here. Uh, thank goodness it's an early Friday night for us. And good luck to the teams playing tomorrow in the Telkom Knockout Final. Orlando Paris and Barocca FC. May the best team win. My name is Tabi Musia. Up next is Off the Pitch with Lizette Khan. See ya, ya. A P E.